This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour. Bonjour. Oh my goodness. It's a beautiful fall day in Vermont here. I'm so happy to join with you and connect with you. There's so much going on in the world and we can have this respite together. Yes. So let's tune up, tune in with the blessing. I place my hand in my heart and I'm so grateful, so thankful for the infinite love, the pure intelligence and wisdom that is our very identity. So grateful to partner up with that higher Holy Spirit self leading us and guiding us in a life of great love. We are so willing to live this life of love. We are so willing to know the truth. We are so willing to teach only love, for that truly is what we are. We are grateful and thankful to relinquish fear, doubt, worry, anxiety, guilt, and all negativity. We are grateful to step into heaven right here, right now. In gratitude, we share the benefits with everyone. Because we're one with them. In gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 Our topic today is worry and anxiety elimination. So valuable to us at any time, but especially now when many people's anxiety levels are increasing. So let's start with what is the cause of anxiety? What is the root cause? Because looking at that just seems intelligent to start at the root cause. And it's, it's really, it's not that complicated. And um, there's a great little section in, uh, it's chapter 12. Section 3, which is entitled The Investment in Reality. And in there, paragraph 6, Jesus says, To identify with the ego is to attack yourself and make yourself poor. That is why everyone who identifies with the ego feels deprived. What he experiences then is depression or anger because what he did was to exchange self-love for self-hate, making him afraid of himself. He does not realize this. Even if he is fully aware of anxiety, he does not perceive its source as his own ego identification. And he always tries to handle it by making some sort of insane arrangement with the world. He always perceives this world as outside himself, for this is crucial to his adjustment. He does not realize that he makes this world, for there is no world outside of him. So let's unpack that a little bit here. So I keep thinking of... <laughs> the 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 jokes about horror movies where the the call is coming from inside the house and that's what Jesus is saying to us here the horror movie of fear worry anxiety 
is coming from inside our house. We're projecting it. And it's so common to think that the reason we're anxious or worried or afraid is because of something that's going on in the world. But it's just not true. And I... I cite the example of Thomas Alva Edison. I've said this many times. When his um, offices, his laboratories at Menlo Park were burning to the ground in the middle of the night because there was an accidental fire, he called to his wife and said, look at this. Have you ever seen anything more beautiful? more beautiful, looking at the fire, burning his life's work. That is peace that is not circumstantial. So here, this is something that most people would find to be absolutely devastating. Tremendous despair, anxiety, all kinds of emotions coming up. And maybe those were coming up, but he could rise above it and see the beauty of the fire itself as it was consuming his own life's work. So it's our trying to fix our fear by moving things around outside in the world that I think intensifies the fear. Because if the, the call is coming from inside the house and we're looking to change things outside the house to feel better about the call that's coming from inside the house, that's crazy. That's like saying, okay, I have a systemic illness And I'm going to try and cure it by going to the movies. It doesn't make any sense. So if we can just recognize that the ego identification is one of, at its core, a sense of lack. Lack, 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 lack. And just begin to look at our own thoughts of lack that run all day long. And one of the things I like to give people as an assignment to do is get a little notebook, or nowadays people make lists in their phones. But if you don't aren't a person who makes notes in your phones, just get a little notebook. They sell them all over the place, right? Those little tiny notebooks that... You would see like reporters carrying in their pocket, right? Or or scientists in their pocket. So get one of those little pads and just carry it around with you and write down the thoughts of lack that you encounter in your awareness. Because the belief in separation ignites and it attracts Millions of thoughts of lack and limitation. Millions of them. And so let's be conscious of the ones that we are choosing to think. This has been such a cure for my sense of worry, fear, and doubt. And there's a wonderful lesson that is as a companion here in a sense Lesson 41, God goes with me wherever I go. God goes with me wherever I go. And Jesus tells us today's idea will eventually overcome completely the sense of loneliness and abandonment all the separated ones experience. Depression is an inevitable consequence of separation. So are anxiety worry, a deep sense of helplessness, misery, 
suffering, and intense fear of loss. The separated ones have invented many cures for what they believe to be the ills of the world. But the one thing they do not do is question the reality of the problem. Yet its effects cannot be cured because the problem is not real. The idea for today has the power to end all this foolishness forever. And foolishness it is, despite the serious and tragic forms it may take. So the the, the lesson 41 idea is God goes with me wherever I go. Now, God is infinite source and supply. And even if we don't believe it intellectually, we comprehend it. So one cure for anxiety is God goes with me wherever I go. God goes with me wherever I go. Now, in in paragraph three of this lesson, Jesus says, deep within you is everything that is perfect, ready to radiate through you and out into the world. It will cure all sorrow and pain and fear and loss because it will heal the mind that brought the thought these things were real and suffered out of its allegiance to them. Deep within you is everything that is perfect, ready to radiate through you and out into the world, extending into the world. It will cure all sorrow and pain and fear and loss because it will heal the mind that thought these things were real and suffered out of its allegiance to them. So let's withdraw our allegiance to the thoughts of lack. And we can do that by making a list of them. So what that does is, you see, it, it brings it more to the front of our awareness. Obviously, we all know that one of the big challenges we have is that we are not fully aware of the choices we're making. We make choices for lack, attack, limitation and separation without consciously recognize that we're doing it. It's habitual. And we're constantly projecting it onto the world. Hence the call is coming from inside the house. The, uh, I'm trying to think of the name for the, the characters in those movies like Friday the 13th, the killer. The killer is inside the house, inside our mind. And so if we can also simultaneously, working many sides of the equation here, if we can also make a decision that we're going to stop trying to fix the problem by changing the world. For me, I started to say to myself, Jennifer, stop rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic. Focus on riding the boat. Focus on riding the boat. The boat being my mind, of course. So deep within you is everything that is perfect, ready to radiate through you and out into the world. So let's start having a conversation with God. That's what I started to do. And with my own mind, God goes with me wherever I go. Therefore, I cannot lack. I cannot want. It's not possible. I love the 23rd Psalm, as many of us do. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. 
Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Yes, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want for anything, for anything, anything, anything. God goes with me wherever I go. It's knowing these truths, it helps us to dispel the false belief of lack. So let's be clear about when we're energizing thoughts that aren't true with our attention, with our awareness, investing in them. Because just think of it. If you're going to spend your day investing in false beliefs, telling yourselves that aren't true, things that aren't true, trying to convince yourself, wouldn't that cause anxiety? Wouldn't that cause anxiety? And here's the thing. Everything has a purpose. Everything works together for good, and there are no exceptions. Everything is for our good, and there are no exceptions. Everything's been gently planned by one whose only purpose is our good. So I, I do believe that is that higher Holy Spirit self. That is our true nature and our true identity. So, that being the case, why don't we place our trust in that instead of in our ability to figure things out? That will be truly helpful to us, for sure. So, when we're trusting in our own judgments and our own opinions, and we know deep down, of course, that they are false, that in and of itself provokes anxiety. Now, everything has a high side and a low side. So everything works together for good. Everything's gently planned for our good. So someone who has anxiety, severe levels of anxiety, which I know many people that do, and they're strong spiritual students, and they're working through that anxiety, it becomes a tool for them in their spiritual practice. It becomes something that they can work at the level of the mind with. I remember when uh, I had Regina Dawn Akers, maybe on this podcast, maybe in the Living a Course in Miracles classes, I think it was in the Living A Course in Miracles classes, and many of those are free at livingacourseinmiracles.com. Lots and lots of resources there for you that we've generated, and uh, I hope you take advantage of them. <laughs> for sure, they're free, including transcripts of this broadcast. And uh, in one of those classes I did with Regina, she was telling me about her experience with her sweetheart that the relationship just devolved into this hot, hot mess of hatred. And she really felt like she hated him. So she's living with him, she's sleeping in the same bed with him, and she feels like she hates him. And um, she was working out at the gym one day, as I recall, and she said she heard the voice of the Holy Spirit say, Something like, be very grateful for this experience because it's so intense for you. It's a, it's a real gift for you to work with your mind and be vigilant over your mind. And this is what I see for all spiritual students who are so, so sincere in desiring profound spiritual growth. And awakening, people who would really like to serve humanity by awakening and inspiring others to do the same. 
they all, myself included, go through very intense periods where it's really all working at the level of the mind. So, for instance, uh, in my case, I had multiple things going on. I had thing, th- uh, what seemed like betrayal from a friend, betrayal from my spiritual community, betrayal from my sweetheart, and betrayal in the sense that my mother got a terminal cancer diagnosis. And all these things happened at once, and I was working with them all at once. Oh, and oh, uh, yeah, and a job thing too. <laughs> anyway, um, it it uh, it brought the house of cards down in my mind, and I realized, okay, now I have to get serious like never before. I have to make my spiritual practice my entire focus of my life. And I still have to earn a living, and I need to help my mother with her illness. And I wanted to, of course, and uh, many other things. So, uh, But I decided to become very, very rigorous in my awareness of my mind and the thoughts I was thinking. And uh, Jesus tells us in the Course, we're far too tolerant of mind-wandering. So I decided not to be tolerant of mind wandering again. And it was, uh, without question, the hardest thing I've ever done in my life, just to be vigilant over my mind. And many people are not willing to do it because it requires a tremendous amount of focus, unlike uh, anything most of us are used to. I think of when I first started taking yoga in the 90s, and I might be in a yoga class, a Hatha yoga class, or a Kundalini yoga class, and the focus was to hold some posture for a few minutes. And my mind would just start to be like, I don't like this, I want to stop this, I want to, when can I put my arms down, how much longer is this going to last, oh my God, this hurts, oh, I don't like this, I don't like this. And so I kept going with it. This is why yoga is a great preparation for meditation. And me now, I I love kundalini yoga. And I've become a kundalini yoga teacher because I love it so much. And um, I like sharing it. And uh, because it's a way to uh, not just prepare for meditation, the meditation is in the yoga sets uh, of exercises themselves and it includes mantra which is like prayer so it's it's all in one I really like that about it and I've found great benefit from it but anyway holding those postures doing those kinds of things for just a few minutes can become excruciating but if you keep doing it and you stick with it your nervous system relaxes your mind relaxes and then you can hold these things for a few minutes and be at peace but it does take willingness to go through the kind of mental physical emotional detox that will take you there and then of course one of the benefits is you're standing online at the bank You really need to get out of there and get to the next thing. You've already been there for 20 minutes, and it looks like it could be another 10 minutes, and you really need to get out of there and go to the next thing, and it's going to be a problem if you don't. And the person who's at the teller is being in some way argumentative, holding up the line, And people are getting frustrated all around you. And you can be poised in total equanimity, at peace, harmonious, blessing everyone. No sighing, no huffing and puffing, no looking at your phone to distract you. Just breathing, peaceful, harmonious because I am not a victim of the world I see. God goes with me 
wherever I go. God is here now. Everything has been gently planned by one whose only purpose is my good, including this delay at the bank. <sighs> and then we harvest the rewards, right? The reward of patience is patience. Peace is the way. There is no way to peace. Peace is the way. There is no way to peace. Peace is the way. So, that, that uh, I forget who said that, but Thich Nhat Hanh picked it up and, and made it his own. And it's wonderful to hold these thoughts in our mind. But you see, first we must have the aspiration, the intention, the goal to go to these places in our mind. Whereas many people are just thinking, I can't do it, I can't do it, this is too much, this is too much. Well, nothing changes if that's what we're thinking. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it's already time for me to take a break. Hey, while we're going to a break, I'm going to invite you to sign up for my free class this week. Seven Simple Steps to Interrupt Patterns of Fear. I haven't done it in years, and now feels like the perfect time. It's also an intro to finding freedom. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and you are listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio, where we're living the love, we're walking the talk, and I will be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. And we're back. Yay for that. <laughs> I am so grateful for this topic about eliminating anxiety and worry. Yes, it's so critical for each and every one of us as Course in Miracles students you can see how basic it is. Because as soon as we move into fear, then we are in that place of managing and coping. It's so obvious that the next step for many of us is to go into self-medication to try and eliminate those feelings. It could be smoking, drinking, sex exercise, cleaning, work, whatever diversion. And yet, if we can instead be willing to focus on healing the root cause, eliminating the cause, is what Jesus tells us uh, in the cause and effect section, don't Ask me to take away the fear. Ask me to take away the cause. And what I love about that is, hello, we can <laughs> we can go right direct to Jesus and say, okay, take away the cause, please. Because that's really what we'd like, isn't it? To eliminate the cause of the fear. And let us be willing to admit that it's coming from inside the house. The killer, the mad person is inside the house. And so we can shift this. We can change this. This can be healed. And we don't have to do the healing. We just have to be willing. So in uh, lesson 41, just to reiterate, the separated ones have invented many cures for what to be, they believe to be the ills of the world. But the one thing they do not do is to question the reality of the problem. Course in Miracles tells us all our problems have been solved. All of our problems have been solved because there is no separation. God goes with us wherever we go. And so we are going with God wherever we go. We can ignore 
that spirit is with us, we can ignore that we live and move and have our being in the very essence and presence and nature of God. But why would we when it causes anxiety? Now, if we look at lesson number five, I am never upset for the reason I think, we can... uh, translate that. In fact, Jesus does. He says right from the get-go that this the upset may seem to be fear, worry, depression, anxiety, anger, hatred, jealousy, or any number of forms, all of which will be perceived as different. So each and every one of these things I just listed are what I call the divine alarm clock going off. This is one of the things I teach in my Finding Freedom Boot Camp in my Masterful Living course, that the divine alarm clock is that our we're, we're designed, spiritually designed, made in the image and likeness of our Creator so that we cannot entertain, hold in our mind, which is the mind of God, a thought that is not true, that is false. We cannot hold a false belief and give it our attention and energy, focus our awareness on it, or even have it in the background, running in the background. We cannot hold a false belief or thought that will not cause us to feel upset. That's the good news. That is the good news. And as Jesus tells us in chapter 2 in the cause and effect section, if you could, you'd be stuck in time and space forever. If you didn't have that divine alarm clock going off, you would be stuck in time and space forever. And in the practice of lesson 5, he tells us to make sentences like this, I am not afraid of whatever for the reason I think. I am not worried about the election for the reason I think. I'm not afraid of the coronavirus for the reason I think. I am not anxious about my job for the reason I think. I'm not worried about my child for the reason I think. I'm not afraid about my marriage for the reason I think. I'm not worried about my finances for the reason I think. And it's so important for us to understand this. And the cure is recognizing that we're sourced by an infinite supply, but we've chosen to believe that we're separate. And the Holy Spirit will undo all the consequences of our wrong decision if we allow it. Wowzer. So it's about being in partnership with that higher Holy Spirit self. It's about taking God with us into every situation, every conversation, every activity, and never leaving God out. Never edging God out. Keeping God in the conversation in the activity. I'm never upset for the reason I think. If I think I'm alone, I am incorrect. Even Jesus tells us he's always with us, that we cannot ever be alone. He tells us that in the course. So why don't we just start repeating it to ourselves? Um, I think of stories where, um, like, what's coming to mind right now is in The Wizard of Oz when Dorothy is repeating, there's no place like home, there's no place like home, there's no place like home, that we, we can do the same thing. We can repeat to ourselves, and I do, and I have, and that has been a very effective tool for me that I am one with God now and forever. That has done so much for me. I am one with God now and forever. 
All is well, all is well, all is well, all is well. If you're worried about not having enough time, I'm an infinite eternal being. Time is nothing. God is everything. I am part of God. There's only one power, and that's the power of love. And I have that power. That is the very nature of my being. I am love. I am love. I know you are, but what am I? I am love. So when we're feeling anxious and afraid, it is so helpful to actually have things that can help us with within, with what's going on within, and not trying to rearrange the deck chairs on the Titanic, but instead to weed the garden, to weed the garden of our mind, to weed the garden of our heart, and to put spirit in charge. This is how we undo the habits of fear and anxiety. <laughs> I just had a thought. <laughs> so I'm a fan of Elizabeth Warren's, and uh, she has that saying uh, when you ask her about something like, well, what are we going to do about this? She says, I have a plan for that. So we could go to Jesus and say, what are we going to do about this? He says, I have a plan for that. <laughs> so lesson 322, I can give up but what was never real. I can give up what was never real. I can give it up, up to the Holy Spirit. I sacrifice illusions, nothing more. And as illusions go, I find the gifts illusions tried to hide, awaiting me in shining welcome and in readiness to give God's ancient messages to me. His memory abides in every gift that I receive of him, and every dream serves only to conceal the self, capital S, which is God's only Son, the likeness of himself, the Holy One who still abides in him forever, as he still abides in me. So I find that very comforting. It's like the um, parable of the day workers, day laborers that Jesus told about the uh, landowner that hired a bunch of day laborers to bring in the crops, right? basically migrant workers. And um, he at, and people came all day long and they just start into working whenever they got there. And even late in the afternoon, workers were still coming in at the end of the day. The landowner paid them all the same wage, whether they came in the beginning or they came toward the end. And the people who came in the beginning, understandably so, got upset. Hey, I've been here all day. Why should she get more than me? And the lesson was that God is just glad that we would come at all. Those who come early don't get more. Everybody gets the same portion of heaven whenever you go. So there's the only sacrifice is illusions, nothing more. We can give up. Only, the only things we can give up are those that are not real, those that are not actually valuable, those that are the systemic root causes of fear. Then lesson 323, I gladly make the sacrifice of fear. Here is the only sacrifice you ask of your beloved son. You ask him to give up all suffering, all sense of loss and sadness, all anxiety and doubt, and freely let your love come streaming into his awareness, healing him of pain and giving him your own eternal joy. Such is the sacrifice you ask of me and one I gladly make, the only cost of restoration of your memory to me for the salvation of the world. I gladly make the sacrifice of fear. So 
That's another thing we can say to ourselves. I give up only that which is never real, and that's fear. I give up that which does not serve me. What a wonderful thing that I can give it up to the higher Holy Spirit self. But you see, we must decide. We must be the deciders. We must be the ones who say, okay, done. Thank you very much, but I am done. Done, done, done with the causes of anxiety and fear and worry. Yes. In in uh, chapter 7, section 6, from vigilance to peace, Jesus says, the mind that accepts attack cannot love. That is... Be- because it believes it can destroy love and therefore does not understand what love is. So one of the primary ways we will re- relieve ourselves of fear, anxiety, and worry is to give up attack. And attack can be so subtle, which is why we must be extremely vigilant. This is how we eliminate the root causes of fear, anxiety, worry, doubt. So for instance... Just looking at someone and thinking, oh, what an idiot. Of course, that's an attack thought. But sometimes it can be super subtle, like, um, I don't think that's the right way to do that. Why is he doing it that way? These are subtle attack thoughts. So the thing is, when we notice these attack thoughts in our mind, the, the thing to do is to just hand it over to the Holy Spirit. Oh, I just remembered. I can give these attack thoughts to the Holy Spirit. Please take these thoughts out of my mind so I never think them again. Please do the same for everyone else. All of my brothers and sisters, let everyone be free of attack thoughts now and forever. Many people... The majority of attack thoughts are directed at themselves all day long. So uh, Jesus talked about self-love. We can cultivate a practice of self-love that when we notice we're attacking ourselves, that we can go the other way. We can go the other way by saying things like, sweetheart, darling, all is well, all is well. God is with me now. I am with God. God is with me. I am with God. God is with me. I am with God. God is with me. All is well with my soul. And it's that willingness to keep going back to God, going back to God, going back to God, that strengthens our mind. It is exactly like going to the gym and lifting weights. It's exactly like doing those yoga postures and asanas that we are strengthening our mind, that we are no longer interested in sending our energy down riverbeds of lack, attack, limitation, and separation. We're keeping the flow going in the direction of love. So we're receiving love, we're extending love. We're receiving love, we're extending love. All the love that we could ever want or need is ours now and forever. There's no limit to the supply. So if we feel a lack of love, then we can open ourselves to the highest and best. You know, I just love this. So I got an Apple Watch because I thought it would help me, particularly with timings and things that I do with my class. And I uh, have just been loving it. One of the things I didn't anticipate is uh, I just got a notification from my A Course Miracles app. (laughs) That's what made me think of it. And it says, uh, I'm aligned with Christ. And um, I love that. And you can put little emojis. For those of you who have the app, uh, you can put little emojis in the messages that that when you set the um, 
uh, alerts. You can put emojis in there. Love that. And uh, yeah, it's a free app, Course in Miracles app uh, with deluxe features. The Course in Miracles complete with deluxe features. And it's totally free. And uh, because I have it on my phone and I have it set to give me reminders all throughout the day, they come up on my watch. And I just love it. So, sorry, I just got one. (laughs) I'm aligned with Christ. And so you can really, if you have an Apple Watch or just any kind of a phone, it doesn't have to be an Apple phone, iPhone, it could be a, um, oh, I forget what those other phones are called, but you you can have it on those too. So, Setting reminders is a really good way to just keep interrupting the patterns. That's why I I had the app designed that way, so we can do that to interrupt our mind. Uh, in this section in uh, Chapter 7, Section 6, that I just read from, uh, Paragraph 7, Jesus says, If you will keep in mind what the Holy Spirit offers you, You cannot be vigilant for anything but God and his kingdom. The only reason you may find this hard to accept is because you may still think there is something else. And that's it. Duality. We believe in two powers. But there are not two powers. Just just one power. And it is the power of love. And the power of love is available 100% of the time. Now, one of the other things that we can do to relieve anxiety, fear, and worry is to realize when we are fantasizing about a future we don't want. When we're fantasizing about a future we don't want, that's, of course, going to produce anxiety. So the future we don't want is, oh, thinking about what happens if I get sick with the virus. Uh, what happens if I uh, don't get go back to work? What happens if somebody I love gets sick with the virus? What happens if... Um, and you see, our mind is so powerful, powerful we don't wish to energize that. I think one of the kind of tragic things that I've witnessed in my life was my great grandmother when I was a little girl. Oh, how old was I? Maybe when I was eight. She she was living with my grandparents and she fell and she broke her hip and then it was downhill from there. She'd never really recovered from that. So my grandmother, who lived another 30 years or so after her mother passed away, um, 25, 30 years, she was forever really genuinely worried she would fall and break her hip. It was a, a fear of hers. Now, what ultimately happened and did contribute to her um, death was she was hit by a car. She and a friend were crossing the street. She was 80-some years old, I think 83, something like that. Maybe, no, I think she was older. She was 86, 87, 88, somewhere in there. She was, She got... She and her friend were crossing the street and a woman hit them with her car because the sun blinded her and she didn't stop or slow down. She kept going, even though the sun was in her eyes. And she hit these two elderly ladies. I can't even imagine what that would, you know, how how that would affect you. But then, that, my so my grandmother... And I don't know that, I can't remember now, it's so funny, sometimes I just don't hang on to the details, 
of uh, traumatic events or difficulties. It's not that I'm blocking them out. I just, I asked the Holy Spirit to take everything from my mind that wasn't useful or helpful and was painful. And uh, boy, did a really good job. <laughs> really good job. Because that, uh, that was a really uh, rough thing when that happened to my grandmother. So um, it was her worst nightmare come true because that, that was it for her. And she had been imagining some version of that for a very long time. So it's the what Ernest Holmes called the negative use of our imagination. So that just imagining things, uh, it's like astronauts and athletes have learned that imagining things is a very powerful tool to help you go through real events and because your body in a sense doesn't know the difference between imagining and experiencing so it's a great way to train the mind for something like being an astronaut or a gold medal winner Uh, but it's also a great way to train your mind to be afraid all the time so looking for the negative use of your imagination and and eliminating that as a habit is a powerful thing to decide to do and start becoming vigilant. And for me, I just used the simple phrase, I'm not interested in that anymore. Uh, another one is, that has no power. That has no power. Um, we can go the other way, for sure. I'm going the other way right now. And so interrupting these patterns is profoundly helpful. And the more we do it, the more the patterns will fade and dissolve. They really will. Like sucking our thumb when we were children was a strong pattern, but it's not anymore. So uh, I don't even think about it. But I had an issue with it when I was a little girl. So we can train our minds. And I'm here to testify. I'm here to testify. And it's also why I do what I do, because it works. So if you're interested, come join me in my free seven simple steps to interrupt patterns of fear class. If you're interested in really ending this year like a rock star starting next year, so strong. Come join my Finding Freedom from Fear boot camp with the Course of Miracles principles. We really apply A Course in Miracles in my classes, we're living them. We're living these principles, and it's so different than just talking about them. So all the details are at jenniferhadley.com. We've got lots of offerings for you there. And Finding Freedom starts October 12th. Come join me. I'm so grateful for this opportunity to join with you now and for the love that we share. Hand on my heart, I say, so grateful for the love of God shines in our awareness now and forevermore. We are free, already free. We share the benefits with everyone. We let it be. And so it is. Amen, amen, amen. Mwah!